0: The Euros are here baby, we're underway, it's time for Ramble at the Euros. Welcome along to the Football Ramble, it's Saturday the 12th of June, I'm Jules Breet. I'm Andy Russell,
1: And I'm Jim Campbell.
0: Welcome along ladies and gentlemen, it's a Saturday but we are still rambling because we're going to ramble at the Euros every bloody day and we are so excited for it. How excited are we all in this room that the Euros is underway finally?
2: So excited um, that rather than bringing a microphone with me, I put it in a remote controlled car and (laughs) drove it into the studio this morning.
0: (laughs) Wow, Uh, that was summit, wasn't it? It was so brilliant. What a lazy ball! It couldn't even roll onto the pitch.
2: (laughs) Italy made it do a lot of work afterwards.
1: They did. They They really, really did. Um, Nice of Insigne to lend the ball. His car as well. Um,
0: (laughs) He's not that much taller than me, you know.
1: No, which is like,
0: which is quite with respect, Jules. Is astonishing. (laughs) Like
1: in heels, you'd be significantly taller than him.
0: I would. I mean, you
2: look along the line and you think, why have they put him next to the tallest? That they haven't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like um, when you're playing Mario Kart and you like someone throws a thing at you that shrinks you. It, it looks like that has happened to him on the pitch. And obviously, it's I, a I really thing. hate it when that happens in Mario it's Kart. So by annoying. By so annoying. Do
2: you hate that more or when you get the black spots, splodges on, on your Winter? I think
1: the splodges are the worst because you run into other problems, don't you? Let's hope that doesn't happen to Winter at any point.
0: Nothing yeah. thre- nothing better than getting the star though and going, whew!
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. Which he can also do because he's, he's so good
0: yeah, he and good. quick. I knew he'd score last night.
2: I, I mean, he is a magnificent mm. player. Isn't yeah. he? And, and he really I, I love the way he scored his goal from his spot. Mm. That is his spot. It's one of, you know, players have their like special move, yeah. like you would have in Mortal Kombat or whatever, that you know what they're going to do but they just do it anyway. You know, like Iron Robin, for example. Insigne is one of those. Filippo Coutinho used to be one of those, didn't he? Mm. Where he'd get it on the left-hand side. You know he's coming inside on the right foot and going to curl it in. Henri
1: as well, similar thing, far post.
2: But it it turns out Insigne does it better than anyone from that spot. Yeah, I mean, what
0: a start from Italy, though. That is the way you kick off your Euro Championships. I mean, they obviously didn't qualify for the World Cup, so everyone's been building this up for Italy. Mm. I think they're one of the dark horses. And last night, what a way to get everything going and get your fans excited! How good was it as well seeing all those fans in Stadio oh, Olimpico. There was you speak about Mario Kart, actually. There was Mario and Luigi in, in the it audience. Was, wasn't yeah. there? in the audience as if it's a concert <laughs> like the
1: in the crowd. But well, it felt like a concert it with did. Nesson Dorma to kick it off. <laughs> oh, one of the great who? things about <laughs>
0: <laughs> No word of a lie. I read in the running order this morning that Ness and Dorma kicked things off at the Euros and I actually asked the boys who Nesson Dorma is. <laughs> it's a true story.
1: Well, he is a brilliant song Um, and Andrea Pacelli did did, did it such justice. But one of the great things about any European Championship, obviously, or any tournament really, is the history of all the tournaments that's come before it. And obviously as we get older and we we have more of an idea of these histories, the little nods back to the past Mm. is great. And it only struck me as Ness and was on, that the great thing about spreading the Euros all over Europe is that you get that from every country. We're going to have our own version of that when everyone's belting out three lines at Wembley and mm. having Ness and at the that. Stadio Olimpico as well feels the same. And it just got me, I was emotional, you know, I had goosebumps.
2: But I think it's because as well, we spent so much time indoors in the last little while, like you were saying about having fans at the Olimpico. It is amazing. And I think that's why the Euros are going to be so exciting. Because you've got actual fans in the stadium, because you have moments like that. Because normally, the way we feel about opening ceremonies, I mean, like how much has the ramble got off down the years of like taking the piss out of opening <laughs> yeah. ceremonies? And quite rightly so. Because I think sometimes you feel a little something when you're in the stadium, when an opening ceremony is going on as well as this is taking a long time, get on with the football. But you definitely feel when you're watching it on television, what has this got to do with football? Mm. Let's get on with it. Whereas I felt that that sense of occasion, that sense of something happening, it, it felt right. It felt absolutely right.
1: Yeah. But also, if you did want to take the piss out of one, you had Bono's like disembodied floating <laughs> ego floating around <laughs> as they did that sort of sub Coldplay play monstrosity uh, on the red button. So you got something for everyone. sub cold play. I mean, people have said a lot of mean things about Bono. Well, but... <laughs> that's what they're morphing into.
0: <laughs> well, it wouldn't be Italian if we didn't do a little bit of a fashion check. Um, Andrea Bocelli's suit, what do we reckon of that one?
1: A strong pass. Very, very good. Nice, I enjoyed but it.
2: I thought you were going to talk about. Sarve. I thought you were going to talk about Italy themselves. Yeah, no, that,
0: I was getting onto that. I was going through it one by one.
2: Magnificent!
0: <laughs> they did look magnificent, yeah. didn't they? they? So did Mancini, though. He
1: really did. And I mean, I mean has the he...
0: other managers have got a lot to a lot to top there.
1: I think Italy have sent a message yeah. across every possible board here, haven't they? It was mm. like you've got a, you've got a you've got a hell of a team on your hands. You're going to play them. You've got to shape up sartorially. Like, it's it's just, they were, it was fantastic. And it's such a cliche, but it isn't what you expect from Italy, is it? It's the first time they scored three goals at the tournament. There's the whole starting slowly cliche thing. And I just loved how Turkey tried to put up their wall of meat, um, <laughs> which if you didn't hear the show yesterday, is, is the Turkish equivalent <laughs> of parking the bus. I love that. Sadly, um, it was shredded chicken. It really, really was, yeah. Because wall
2: of, wall of meat makes you think of, like, you know, the, the, the back of the truck where they off
1: people in the good, good fellows, yeah, yeah, they? yeah. But I think yeah, Italy minced it fairly easily, didn't they? But <laughs> in the first half, like you know, they because Turkey were deliberately quite cagey in tournaments past, in, in the old cliched Italian style, they Italy wouldn't have played that game, they'd have been cagey as well. They'd be like, No, we're not coming at you, you come at us, and so then they try and pick them off on the break. But this Italy's like, No, we're just going to grind you down. And you sensed in the first half. That a performance like in the second, like the second half, was possible. I felt so anyway. Like, seen a lot of people say it was quite a drab first half. Maybe I was just so giddy, but I really enjoyed it. But they were, they were just, um, they were really something in the in the in the second half. And that is, uh, I think that's going to scare a few teams looking at that.
2: Well, Mancini's done an unbelievable job, and as we were saying on on the the ramble this weekend and on the OTC um, Euros preview, just to have a manager who so desperately wants to do that job and so desperately wants to do well. And you feel like that. And he's made it fun for the players. And you talked about them not qualifying for the last World Cup duels. Obviously, they don't want to come back from that. But it's also, it feels like they've had more time to work on stuff, to work on a playing personality. And they've really done that. You know, they've gone nearly three years without losing.
0: 28 but matches unbeaten now. It's,
2: it's incredible. Mm. But I think it's a bit like a reverse of... What happened to Barcelona in the Champions League quarterfinal against Bayern in Portugal last year? Because that was the moment where people who watch Barcelona regularly could say to the rest of the world, now the rest of the world know we're not mad. They know yeah. Barcelona are a, a mess because everyone goes, God, Barcelona were terrible. And like people who watch Barcelona regularly are going, Yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah, we, we are a mess. <laughs> but this is the thing with Italy in reverse there. Like We're all saying Italy are playing fantastic football and like people who are fans of the Italian national team going, yeah, we are. We're amazing.
1: And it's super fun. And they didn't even have Ferrati playing. No. Yeah. It feels like they're taking the piss a bit with that, doesn't it? <laughs> like, are you sure? Come on.
0: Come on. You know what? Shout out as well to Spinozola for not only having the best name on the pitch, mm. but also, I mean... What a game he had. He was literally bombing down the left-hand side the entire yeah. game. Created so many chances. Marauding. And literally marauding. And, I mean, that's exactly what you want as attacking players is having one of your full-backs mm. doing that all game. He was amazing to watch.
2: I felt like probably when he came on the pitch for the second half, particularly, he probably whispered in Mancini's ear, I'm not left-back anymore. I don't want to be a left-back anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll, give it, I'll give it up being a left-back. But you're right, Jim. I thought, I thought the first half was, was really good, despite the fact there were relatively few chances because they were making Turkey stretch every sinew. They, yeah. they made Turkey defend really well in that first half and Turkey mm. did defend really well in that first half. But then I think you realise the physical toll of that later on and how much did Italy pressed them and how well they moved the ball. That once they conceded the first goal, not only were they not going to come back, it was damage limitation because Turkey was just exhausted. Yeah. Can we just it? talk
0: about that first goal? Because you don't want to be that man who scores no. the opening goal of the European Championships, Euro 2020. We've been waiting for years for this. And you get an own goal. Yeah. As the first. That You don't want to be remembered for that, Gutting, do Gutting,
1: isn't it? I like the way the goalkeeper picked him straight up. I think that's become like a really common thing now, isn't mm. it? You see someone slump and another player go, no, get up. Don't get in your own head. Um, well, goalkeepers but,
2: are quite territorial. It might have been, yeah. get out of my six-yard <laughs> box.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could well have been that. But he uh, he just looked like a ghost afterwards, didn't yeah. he? But in his defence, I mean... What could you do? Exactly. I, think, it, I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know whether he was trying to chest it down to the goalkeeper or just change his body shape to deflect it elsewhere, but I don't think... Well, just to get out, out of the way, have, even. Yeah. I don't think there was any... In that same situation, another hundred times, it probably would have gone in every time. You know, it's very difficult for him. But yeah, you're right. That's that's got to be absolutely gutting. And because everyone I, will
0: remember that name, Demiral as being the yeah. player who scored the first goal of the European Championships, but it was an own goal. Yeah,
1: although at least gutting. it wasn't the only goal. You know, that's I think true. like even if that hadn't gone in, it's not like it was a moment that turned the game. Italy were turning the screw, and they were always going to win this game. Like it, yeah, it was it was a matter of time before they they broke through. It was I think. Turkey looks a bit shell-shocked, did not they? Because they've they've mm. gone in with a lot of people rating them and they're known for having a, a tough defence and Italy just ground it down really efficiently.
0: Do you think that because Italy are also known for having a really good defence, that Turkey, maybe their game plan was to sort of defend and maybe get a goal on the counter?
2: Yeah. And it maybe obviously it, didn't work out. And they're really good from set pieces as well. You know, you look at Yuzuzu and um, Chalanolu who can really deliver from set pieces. And I guess if you're going to say a minor positive for Turkey, I mean, Yuzuji did nothing in the first half. And Cengiz, who hasn't had a great season in the Premier League, obviously did more in the first five minutes mm. of of coming on. I really on.
0: like him as a player as well. Cengiz, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah super, he's super good. fun.
2: But it was funny because when he came on, I thought, wouldn't that be something if a guy who belongs to Roma like, plays himself into Mourinho's plans by doing it in what <laughs> was Roma's basically stadium. his home stadium. Yeah. And then Spinazzola and... Immobile basically said, no, actually, this is our home stadium. Yeah. This is our
1: actual home stadium. The Romans are taking over, baby. Yeah, uh,
0: I want Andy to just say all the players' names because I don't, they don't it. sound as nice when I say them. Say and Dorma. <laughs> how,
1: do you, how do you pronounce his he name was favorite He say was my favourite player. He was really good. <laughs> I did love as well that we, we talked about Italy's press. And I was utterly shocked to see that that at times included Giorgio Chiellini uh, and, uh, and Benucci. Yes. Like, this is phenomenal.
0: Is there a more iconic duo? Than no,
1: them? not in. I wouldn't say so.
0: Or an older duo. How are duo. they still there? Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> incredible. But the
2: thing is, since that amazing interview that Chiellini did after Juventus beat Spurs at Wembley that time in the Champions League, and you know, it's been replayed on lots of well obviously non Tottenham fan videos where he goes this is the history of the Tottenham <laughs> I, 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 just, I just love the, uh, the the idea that Chiellini's picking up someone at a corner and like whispers like when they're 2-0 down yeah. into Calanol ear, this is the history of the Turkey
1: yeah <laughs> oh god if we come up against Italy maybe we'll do that to some of the Spurs players <laughs> I don't want that um yeah, it was, it was, what an opener though. Right? Yeah, yeah you all kind of so worry good. a little bit. It might be a little bit of a damp squid, but no, it was beautiful. I am in love with this tournament already. Me
2: too, me too. Can we just have it all in Rome?
1: Yeah, oh, well, yes. I mean, for, for Italy, they've got the next two games, obviously at the Stadio Olimpico. So that is such a massive advantage.
2: Especially when you look at the travelling that Wales yes. and, and, and Turkey have to do. Baku. Mm. It's a lot. Mm. It's a lot.
0: Speaking of travelling, you're gonna be doing a bit next week, Andy, aren't you?
2: Yeah, Budapest on Monday. Um, several hundred COVID tests notwithstanding.
0: <laughs> That's so exciting though. So which games are you gonna to get to go to?
2: So um Hungary, Portugal, uh Hungary, France, and the last one, which could obviously decide the group Portugal, France. Brilliant. So my original plan was to go to Munich and Budapest, and that wasn't possible, um, as as you know, with uh with with Munich. So so just Budapest. But of course we talked about having actual people the stadium is going to be full the push gas arena is going to yes. be full oh for God. all of those games it's the only stadium in the tournament which is going to have 100% capacity
0: yeah, it's, going be, it's going to be, exciting. be something so exciting and uh, you can hear Andy from Budapest on Football Ramble at some stage next week so it's going to be very exciting unless, to hear how it all goes unless
2: Cristiano Ronaldo uh, throws my microphone in the danube
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> Classic Euros moments. Yeah, again, yeah. God, I mean, we've had a few of them already. The eight ball on the pitch. The hell was that? What was that? Did you not see that? No. The, like an like a pool ball, as in from
0: what last night?
1: Yeah, there was just a pool ball on the pitch, I an didn't eight ball. See that. It's just, I have no idea where it came from. People are speculating. Did it fall out of the car? Did it, like, was it part of the opening ceremony? It's just a little pool ball. Or do you the, the actual football hit it at one point? Maybe
0: that's the size ball that Insignia's meant to play with. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, to sort of work out with the height yeah. difference.
2: Well, the, th- the thing is, it, it, it really obviously I don't think everyone had this feeling. I felt a little bit panicked by it because I thought if you stand on that and go over on your ankle, Mm. your your tournament's all over. Yeah, Because you remember like going back to the 2005 Ashes when Glenn McGrath stood on a cricket ball in the warm-up and really badly mangled his ankle and basically that's a big part of the reason why England won the Ashes
1: that year, but we'll not talk about that (laughs) that, that, that half of it.
2: But yeah, it sent me into a parental panic.
0: Yeah. Gosh.
1: Hopefully that won't be a problem in every game. Yeah, let's hope not. Just different balls from different <laughs> sports just sneaking on. Maybe that's what it is. They're so jealous of how brilliant football is. They want to get in on the action. It's
0: usually exciting when random things are on the pitch, like cats. Yes. But not necessarily a pool ball.
2: No pucks, please. Yeah, none no. of those. No.
0: Oh, so Cat in, cat in the
1: car. That'd cat, be good. Yeah. Cat gets in the car, drives on the wait, pitch. By
0: the way, is that, is that going to happen every game? I really the hope ball. so. The ball in the car.
2: Well, well I hope so. I mean, I, I can't remember. I think it was in the... Portuguese League Cup final that I saw that for the first time earlier this season it might have been the French League Cup final no of course it was the Portuguese League Cup final because they had been the, the French League Cup and I remember seeing that in the Portuguese League Cup final thinking this is so cheap <laughs> and then seeing it in the Euros going
0: wow yeah. yes
1: <laughs> maybe it'll be a different like mode of transport for every game like oh, a little helicopter wow. a little hang glider can
0: you imagine It'd be wicked by the final what a will cat be? on a hang glider yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: With the match ball.
0: I just love how awkward the referee was when he had to bend over and just pick yeah. it up. Oh. I just you could
1: tell. I do feel like. There's a lot of pressure on the guy driving that little car. Presumably, he's a professional little remote control to car fair, driver. Yeah, what tickers, if you hit a player? Yeah,
0: Tickers, he spun it round. It did. It was decent. But, like,
1: what if you hit someone?
0: I bet he's been practising for the entire year.
2: Yeah, the, oh, totally. totally. Year. Handbrake turn for the final. Handbrake <laughs> yeah. turn and centre-circle wheelie. <laughs> oh,
0: love it. The Euros is underway. We are bloody loving it. We'll be back after this.
2: Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my dube, I'm listening to the football ramble.
0: Yes, you are, Dion. Go on, DD. Love it. Um, It's Jules, Jim, and Andy here for Ramble at the Euros, and now it's time for this.
1: <laughs> the end of that gets me every so time. Good. Yeah. I'm
0: glad we went for that one today as well because it's nice and jolly.
1: Very summery yeah. as well, yes. isn't summary. It? the exact yeah. mood I'm in. A lot of fun.
0: Go on then, Andy. What's um, Ben sent in?
2: Ben has uh, written in, Ben, ben Trushar has said, um, I was hoping that Andy could shed some light on what our friends on the continent are saying about England's chances in their own national press <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and why they think it's coming mm. home. <laughs> Magnificent. It is interesting, actually. England... Um, as always, there's a lot of curiosity about them from our, 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 our continental neighbours. I think people expect England to be one of the favourites. Obviously, particularly in France, there's no sense that England are the favourites. And I think people expect England to play some interesting football and like, do okay in the tournament. But yeah, then they're, they're not considered one of the uber
1: favourites mm-hmm. outside the Outside the UK, really.
0: Well, we think they're going to win, Jim, don't we? (laughs) Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, Patriots that we are. Um, Yeah, I think it's interesting this, isn't it? Because people used to say that about Spain. You know, it was, but the thing about Spain was, oh, they always have a really good team and they always mess it up. But they People had... don't
2: believe you're genuinely capable of winning it until you actually win exactly. it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and also we, exactly.
1: you know, back then, I remember, we, we glanced so enviously at Spain. We were like, how do they have these brilliant little technical players coming through? And it's because they, you know, their youth setup up was, was so good. And, and you would look at England and think, well, we've got a huge population. A lot of people play it. We've got a really strong domestic league. We've got all these things going for us. And But obviously, you know, the the way that young players were coached wasn't, wasn't quite right and there have been gradual corrections to these things and obviously we still need probably better English coaches coming through but like this is the start of a cycle where I think actually we are making a better use of our resources so even if not right now when you look at the age of the squad I think like there is genuine cause to be optimistic for the future and Yeah
2: and I, I think there are players in the England side cultured enough that I can actually imagine in 15 years time Mason Mount being on French or Spanish telly like wowing people yeah. mm-hmm. with his punditry
1: exactly yeah just oh they've got an exotic person turn up you know <laughs> that's cool
2: it's one It's one of the wonderful things about a World yeah. Cup or a, you know when Leonardo turned up
1: yeah in, in, out in of the nowhere sports, Clarence you know, Seydorf one day and
2: it's like he, uh, with Leonardo he's so incredibly effusive in front of a camera and so charming you're like I forgot you nearly elbowed that guy's head off in World <laughs> Cup 94.
1: Yeah. Oh, what a trauma. But yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, because you think like if Phil Foden came through 10 years ago, he'd probably be a very different type of player just because of mm. the way he would have been coached. And it's, yeah. it's exciting.
0: Oh, so excited for tomorrow. England yeah. against know, Croatia. Right. Two o'clock off. I can't wait. You know what's really difficult is I'm working for Optus Sport, Australian broadcasters over the Euros. And like. The Aussies, I don't think they want England to do very well. They're constantly taking the piss. Yeah. They're constantly just <laughs> rubbing it. Oh, you're going to lose to Croatia. and There's actually quite a big Croatian support out in Australia as well. And I just feel like everyone just wants England to lose that game. Yeah. So I'm kind of on my own. Luckily, you. I've got Emil Heskey with me in the studio. So we'll have a bit of a laugh about it. Yeah, but...
1: good. Let's let's hope that England get through it all right. right. Cause I mean, Luke has repeatedly made the point about, you know, England's potential to, to not do well in this game and, and how it changes the makeup of the group and how it changes their enthusiasm and he, he is bang right frankly it's like we are we are underestimating what a difficult game this is to have up yeah. first I think yeah, and we've 100%. never won the first game of the Euros never
0: and then you think we've got the Scotland game to come yep. if you go into that having lost the Croatia game puts even more pressure on that match which there's already like you know there's already so much pressure on yeah. that match as England fans that is the one we do not want to lose
1: absolutely
0: oh it's, it's stressing me out already but I'm so excited I can't wait for tomorrow what's your, what's your plans to watch the game Jim?
1: I'm just going to be watching it at home. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably from behind the sofa. Uh, <laughs> if it starts well, I'll come come out from behind the sofa. And uh, yeah, just here it goes. Build a
2: fort, I think. Yeah. Make, make a mini Glastonbury a Eng-
1: it. England fort. Yeah. That'd be good. By little the castle. way,
0: have they gone a bit early? Little Jordan, Camelot. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Henderson and Raheem Sterling have been awarded MBs, which is amazing for them. Have we gone a bit early? Well, yeah, it does look a little bit like
1: they're going, we're going to win this. Yeah. So we're going to gradually
0: give them Night all the players player. well, the,
2: the thing is clearly they've done incredible stuff off the pitch yeah. that makes them thoroughly deserving of this but it does commit you to giving them a knighthood <laughs> if, if England yeah. win the Euros
0: <laughs> we may have gone early on that well,
2: <laughs> maybe they could make um, Jordan Henderson uh, Lord Frodsham I, d- I don't know if uh, Gibral Cissé still has that title yeah, don't you have to <laughs> live in the manner for that one Liverpool player to another
1: yeah I think that you have to live in the particular manner to have that title Yes. Because um if you for those that don't remember this story, when Gibraltar Sousa bought a property um in England, it came with the title Lord of the Manor of Frodsham and like the local <laughs> fox hunting like group were like, We trust we'll still be able to hunt the old foxes on your ground, sir. It's like Absolutely not. No.
2: Have you not seen my wildlife tattoos? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> Oh, the great! You know, the greatest thing about um, international tournaments is that, especially in the group, well, in the group stages, you have games every single day. So today, three matches to look forward to: Wales against Switzerland, Denmark, Finland, Belgium, Russia, as well. For Wales fans, they are so excited. I've been speaking to a few, a few of my friends, Wales fans. They're so excited, especially off yeah. the back of 2016 and how well they did. They just can't wait to get going, Andy.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be quite tough for them. Yeah, and I, I think. You talked about the importance of the first game for England. I think you can say that in triplicate for Wales. They they don't win this. They've got no chance of qualifying, I think. It's, it's that simple. Mm. Um, Switzerland have, have got the difficulty of a couple of their key players, um, namely Shakiri and Rodriguez, have not played a lot of football this season. I mean, who knows? Maybe that works for them. Maybe that means that they've got a bit more in the tank. But there are possible like rhythm implications as far as that's concerned. But Switzerland are always a tough nut to crack. Mm. Very experienced coach in Vladimir Petkovic, who's who's been there for absolutely ages. And I think Wales have to to go for this. But of course, like you, Jules, I've spoken to a lot of people who are in Baku and a lot of people are saying how incredibly hot it is. Mm. I mean, I don't know whether that really has an effect on like a, a British style team who want to play quite energetic football I mean that's something that always kind of undoes England sometimes a bit, isn't it a major championships the fact that they throw the kitchen sink at it in the first hour mm. and then there's not that much left to to close out the the, the game with so I, I just wonder how this affects Wales's approach.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about Belgium then, Jim? Because I think they are probably one of the favourites in this tournament. They've got yeah. such a good team. Unfortunately, Kevin De Bruyne will be out with a fractured nose and eye socket. But, I mean, their team is so good. The amount of talent in that squad and Lukaku having you know, what a season he's had domestically as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm not too au fait with how Russia have been lately, but you would expect Belgium to, to be heavy, heavy favourites in this. And obviously they've got that quality all over the pitch. And I think for them, th- there is a sense of now or never, isn't there? Um perhaps. Yeah, ab- or, absolutely. Although, that said, I mean, there's been a sense of now or never about them for a long time and it, maybe it's just that Belgium now, for whatever reason, are at the top table of European football and they've got a system that produces good players and they will they will always be like this and perhaps they were underperforming before. Mm. But there is a real sense that, oh, certainly for some of these players, like they, they are at their peak now and this is what everyone's been, you know, pre- rubbing their football beards and predicting for a long, long time and they need to deliver on it now. But uh, they, they seem confident um I, I, I do worry a bit about the, the, the age of their defenders, or mm. so yeah, they've got the right. second
0: oldest squad. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: And look, you've got players like Thomas Vermaelen and, and Christian Benteke in there, which is, you know, when you're glancing through the squads, is maybe a bit of su- a surprise that those players are still getting in there, so you, you wonder about the kind of squad depth, and I think with five substitutes available, squad depth has never been. More of, a, of an important thing mm. in this tournament, and I think if you, you you know look you look at some of the other top contenders like France and Portugal, and they they're far ahead of Belgium on that. So
2: I, I wonder actually if this is the tournament where Torgon Hazard does more than his brother because mm. yeah. um, you know he's he's missed parts of this season with with injury, but he's quite fresh. He looked decent in in the warm up games, and with Eden, we we don't know really what they can get out of him. I think that's, that's a huge problem for mm. them, really, to have a player who's, like, when he's at his best, he's one of the top 10 players in one the world. favourites. And yet you don't know whether they can get 20, 30 minutes out of him. He was talking on Belgian TV the other day, Azar, and it, he was saying, well, yeah, everyone knows I'm not 100%. Um, I don't know if the manager's going to start me. And you're like, wow.
0: Well, you know what? That's,
2: that's something for, like, your, arguably your biggest player to say. I mean, yeah, r- really, obviously, in reality, their biggest player is Lukaku, who... That's fine. I think he can take it on his shoulders because mm. he's in such unbelievable form at the moment. And I think if they're going to do anything in this tournament, it just all rests on him, mm. basically. Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree. Interestingly, though, on Hazard, Roberto Martinez did say that he's convinced we'll see the best Eden Hazard at the Euros. He, he makes the point that he hasn't played a lot and, of mm. course, has missed a lot of the season at Real Madrid because of injury. But he said that can actually be an advantage. And we, we talked about this a lot, Jim, in the lead-up. To this Euros, didn't we? About how mm. knackered a lot of the players are going to be. So actually, when you have a player, one of your best players, like him, who's yeah. actually had quite a rest throughout the campaign, could actually be an advantage.
1: Especially in an atmosphere like this, where it feels like a carnival, does it? Doesn't it? It just it, it's a you know, Hazard is, is a player that likes to express himself with with the shackles off, effectively, and this could be the perfect perfect environment for that. That said, the way Martinez says, "I'm convinced we'll see the best Eden Hazard," is it makes it me sound like he's Trying to convince himself, you know what I mean. It's, it sounds like it's not yeah. based on empirical evidence; it's based on hope. Yeah. So,
2: talking of expressing himself, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Artem Zubia play um because he's
1: he's so vital for Russia. He's a and couple he's of goals massive. of being their all-time top scorer too, isn't he? And he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, that,
0: that, massive. Yeah, that, that, that
2: that's right. He's such a he's such a good all-round player as as, as well. Um, he's he's vital for them, and he's. Obviously, it's going to make the Belgian defence look quite quick, despite the fact that they're, they're <laughs> yeah, old yeah, boys, of course. Um, which will be quite interesting. But um, it's good to see that he's um, recovered from his uh, onanism mishap anyway, because when, when he was out of the team, I mean, just to you know, be quite clear about this, he was banned for wanking. Yeah. <laughs> and um, now that they, they seem to have got past that and he's back in the team... And he didn't do anything wrong in the first place. I've, I've got to make that quite clear. But they they took him. Uh, Cherschov, the, the coach, said they were dropping him for a bit, you know, for, for his own good. Yeah. Um, while he recovered his sight, presumably. <laughs> and the the, the 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 thing is, when he was out of the team, they got absolutely belted by Serbia. They lost to Turkey. You realise how important he is, not just as a as a goal scorer and a facilitator, because he's really good at bringing other players into it, but in terms of a leader, you know, he's been absolutely at his best, playing in his home stadium as well at the Krasovsky in um, in, in Saint Petersburg. So, if there's going to be a surprise, it's going to be down to mm. him, I think.
0: Denmark, Finland, as well. Denmark actually come into the tournament quite high on confidence after their World Cup qualifiers, and of course, in in Finland as well, you've got players that a lot of us are recognised with Teemu Puki in the side mm-hmm. as well. What do you reckon about this game, Andy? I, I think
2: Denmark can win with, mm. with, with some comfort. I, I don't want to say that. Finland are happy to be there. It's their first tournament,
0: though. Yeah, yeah. that's so always exciting. nice, isn't it? It's good. It's
2: one of my favourite things about tournament. Yeah. I yeah. like tournament first timer. But I, I think Denmark are genuinely good. Um, they've, yeah. they've, they've got an amazing spine. Uh, Christian Eriksen has played really well this calendar year for Inter and was really important in their winning good the league Good end to the season. Yeah, considering yeah. that they were trying to like basically give him away in the winter break and they weren't able to because of his heinous wages. I mean, they must've been so glad and Conte must've been so glad that they, they didn't get to do that in the end because he played so well. Mm. He is in a position, you know, you talk about, you were talking before, Jules, about players having a little bit in the tank. I mean, he's not played the whole season, every minute of the whole season and he's playing really well, which is a great combination. Yeah. You add to that Hoy you add to that Kasper Schmeichel,
1: I think there's a lot of strength there. Yeah, yeah. Benton's retired though, so what's even the point?
0: Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Jim, Andy, we're underway. The Euros is here. It's yes. so exciting. Three more games to come today. Enjoy that guys. And remember, we are releasing Football Ramble episodes every single day throughout the group stages. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you get stuck into every single episode. We'll take you through the tournament. We'll have loads of fun with it as well. Looking forward to the games today. Kate, Jim, Andy, you're both back tomorrow with Kate, Um, so that will be fun, looking ahead to the England game as well and all the rest and looking back at tonight's, well today's games too Uh, I'm off for a drink with Ness and Dorma (laughs) I hope you can join me, (laughs) we'll see you soon guys
1: The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network